0: This is episode 166 of the IDRA Class Notes podcast.
1: Policy clutter has gotten in the way of boards engaging in the important work related to their roles as leaders for educational equity. It's time that we isolate policies that have high leverage for improving outcomes, getting resources to the kids that need them, ensuring that every child has a great teacher, and those are the policies in which boards need to pay a lot more attention than they
0: Do presently. Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, This is Bradley Scott again, and once again, I want to welcome you all to our IDRA Class Note podcast. Uh, Thank you for continuing to join us on a regular basis. And today, we have a great visitor with us, Larry Leverett, who is Executive Director of the Panasonic Foundation and one of the contributors to the Equity Center Capacity Building Network Journal that we have been talking about in this series of podcasts. Larry has provided the journal with a great article. It's entitled Systems Change and Governance School Boards uh, That Lead for Equity, which is right at the heart of what we have been talking about with the other folks that I've had a chance to uh, have a conversation with. And uh, I just really think it's great that we have Larry with us today. Larry, I just want to say, Hello to you and welcome to the IDRA Classroom Podcast.
1: Hello, Bradley. It's uh, exciting to have the opportunity to speak with you on matters related to equity and governance.
0: Great, Larry. And so what I want to do in this uh, short period of time that we have together is just to jump right in to some of what uh, I think are some wonderful and very powerful thoughts that you delineated in the article for uh, school boards and the, I think, absolutely critical role they play in the right kind of governance that leads to equity, where all does mean all. And uh, I want to talk to you about some of those thoughts that you have in this article, but I do want to start out, first of all, asking you to tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do as a Executive Director of the Panasonic Foundation, and what the foundation itself is actually focused on, the work of the foundation.
1: Well, thank you. The mission of the Panasonic Foundation is to partner with public school districts in pursuit of the vision of breaking the links between race, poverty, and educational outcomes that for too long zip code has become the educational destiny for kids and that is totally unacceptable and this foundation is is devoted to working with select group of school systems across the country on issues related to and challenges related to providing equitable opportunities to achieve equitable outcomes for all students.
0: That's great Larry and it seems to me that the Panasonic Foundation's theory of action has changed over time. Am I correct in, in, in that? Absolutely correct. Uh, the, the foundation
1: is established back in 1984 in the, in the early 90s was focused primarily on school-based change, school-based management, and as time went by, we began to shift towards looking towards system level influences on schools and when working with systems, identifying the board and superintendent relationship and their work together as a critical focus of our partnership work, you know, we have evolved to a reality that this work requires more than three years in and out and devote up to ten years and sometimes twelve working in our partnership districts on matters of of governance, equity, leadership.
0: And that is just absolutely amazing that you see it important and I agree with you 100% that that kind of extended time is committed for this kind of systemic change. i noticed in the article that you talk about some of the things that school boards that lead for equity actually do 12 excellent characteristics or actions that you feel school board should take. There are some in particular I would like for you to comment on. I mean once people have a chance to see the article and read through the article and of course they can access that online and we'll give you that connecting information at the end of this podcast. But one of those you talk about and I think it's hugely important Larry if you would take a moment or two demonstrate leadership courage and the will to govern the district on behalf of the entire community. That really does get at your principal and I think it's an ethical principle that all means all. Would you talk about that one for a little bit?
1: Well, in in our work, we have found that when school boards own the responsibility for the educational improvement of the total community, you will have a better opportunity to succeed in, in meeting your equity goals. We've seen boards that are elected to serve districts Um, and become advocates for their respective districts as opposed to advocates and governors, stewards of a school system.
0: Mm -hmm. And I guess that's where the cronyism and so forth comes into it that you talk about.
1: Well, absolutely. We've seen communities that have better voicing mechanisms than other members of the same community, a group of parents or an interest group that has higher educational, higher occupational levels, disposable resources, time to spend on organizing, and then other communities and therein have great influence on uh, school boards and administrators often that is disproportionate to their representation. What we think is that it's important not only to engage those who are easily engaged, but to connect the disconnected among our communities to ensure that they have voice, they are at the table, their concerns are heard on a similar basis of those two who are more effectively organized advocates. So Hearing all the voices in your community is, is very important. It's, it's totally unacceptable to cop out and repeat this myth that some parents don't want to be involved, some communities don't want to be involved. I think that is very dangerous proposition and undervaluing of people who want success for their children, want good things for their students, and want to be a part of the process of making decisions and advocating for culturally responsive approaches to meeting the needs of all children in rigorous academic programs.
0: That is just excellent. And as I was saying, for our listeners, there are 12 actions that you list in your article that boards take some of which I'm sure our listeners have been in touch with, but I think that your approach to these actions, uh, as described in this article, are just impressive, and I think the attention should be paid to them. And then there are some other notions, Larry, that jump out at me. I like this notion of policy clutter that really gets in the way of boards staying focused on equity and excellence for all. Would you talk a little more about this concept and I haven't heard much about this, if anything, in many circles, this policy clutter, reality.
1: Well, Bradley, I, I served as a superintendent of schools for mm-hmm. 16 years, an assistant superintendent for another eight, and then at the policy level, state level, as an assistant commissioner for maybe four years. And we have a very prolific policy generation ability in school districts and at the SEA level. In fact, we literally pump out hundreds of policies over a period of time. We have districts that have 500 Board of Education policies, 400 Board of Education policies, and the reality is sounds like is in some instances, that,
0: Larry, more policies than students, but I, or, or, you make that. an excellent
1: point. Actually, I have unfortunately seen that. And the chief role of the Board of Education is, is to govern by policy. Mm-hmm. And you cannot effectively organize board time, board meeting time, to monitor your policy if you have a disposition towards policy monitoring, policy governance, with all these hundreds of policies. So we have to break through the clutter. We have to identify What are the high leverage policies that will have direct influence on improving conditions of teaching and learning for all students in the schools and classrooms within those schools? That policy clutter has gotten in the way of boards engaging in the important work related to their roles as leaders for educational equity. It's time that we isolate policies that have high leverage for improving outcomes, getting resources to the kids that need them, ensuring that every child has a great teacher and is in a school led by a great principal, and that every staff member is invested in and nurtured and inducted and supported, that the working conditions are right. Those are the policies or examples of policy areas in which boards need to pay a lot more attention than they do presently.
0: That is just an excellent point, Larry. I know we only have a few more moments, but is that true also for poor districts as opposed to rich districts? And how is it so? Because that seems to be one of the things that people say, that works in districts that have resources, that doesn't work for us.
1: Well, I think rigorous academic standards works for all children.
0: Great. So uh-huh. I think
1: good practices of government apply to both high-performing, highly affluent districts as well as low-performing, high-poverty school districts. In fact, the pressure is greater in low-performing, high-poverty districts for it to become centered on the stewardship role, the governance role, uh, in in order to guide the community through the tough kinds of distress that permeates their, their neighborhoods and their schools. So I don't think it's easier in one or the other, but the urgency. To address issues of equity requires that boards immediately rethink their roles as stewards of education.
0: Absolutely. And in these last moments, Larry, talk a little bit about the kind of capacity building for boards that's necessary to lead for equity.
1: Well, I think boards have to dedicate themselves to improvement, that that every board should have retreats. Three, four retreats facilitated around district priorities and, and concerns brought by the superintendent or identified by the school board. I think excellent facilitation of retreats helps boards to stay on topic. Boards need support for development of their skills as monitors of system Performance. One of the central roles of a board of education is mm-hmm. to monitor system performance, to ensure that the superintendent is providing the leadership that is consistent with the vision and mission and, and strategic direction of, of the board, that boards need to engage in self-assessment processes or provide them with data on how best to improve. Without intentionality around carrying out your role in a very, very professional manner of governance and investments in the development of individual and group and the whole of the board team, you reduce your ability
0: to be effective. Larry, this is just absolutely excellent. You know, we could go on forever. I know our time is up. There are so many more powerful points that you have made in addition to the things that you and I have just talked about. I can't uh, encourage our listeners enough to uh, be sure to check out this wonderful article for administrators who are among our listenership that you share it with your boards and that boards and superintendents have a chance to reflect on these powerful notions uh, that you raise in this article, as well as to also think about how they improve their skills and capacities to do the kind of work that you and the Panasonic Foundation suggest in this article as being important in order to create equity and excellence for all learners, no matter where they are that they have great teachers and leaders shaping their lives, their educational lives and experiences in our public schools. So, Larry, my friend, I, I just want to thank you once again for your taking time out to be with us. Any final comments you have as we close out?
1: Yes, that Bradley Scott, all of us out here doing this good work, build are, are standing on your shoulders, looking your over <laughs> to the place of victory. And we have learned so much from you in your career and wish you Godspeed as you go forward. Thank you, sir.
0: And thank you so much, Larry. And to our listeners, please take care of yourself. Remember you can't take care of anybody else unless you're taking care of yourself also. Thank you for being with us today, Larry Leverett and the Panic Sonny Foundation. Thank you so much for this wonderful work that you are actually doing on the ground. With school boards and school districts around this nation, there is no more important work that can be done to support equity and excellence for all. Take care. Have a good day. Take care. Thank you for listening to IDRA Class Notes. For more information on IDRA and other Class Notes topics, go to www.idra.org. You can also send us your thoughts by email to podcast at IDRA.org.